Hi, it's Andrea and Marianne, the Sister Tipsters. We're two moms, wives, and sisters juggling work, kids, and all the challenges life throws our way. We're here to encourage everyone to move their body for at least 10 minutes a day while learning tips for navigating life. Take the time to improve your health and grow your mind. Now let's get moving. I think we ate pretty well as children, but there are a lot of foods that we never ate as a family. <laughs> I should clarify. We, I don't know if we ate <laughs> pretty well as children. Um, we ate healthy, but I would say I did not eat a well-rounded diet. I did not eat a lot of variety as a kid. And so today's topic is definitely one that that hits home for me because as an adult, I really needed to learn to eat more foods. I had to teach myself to try and like new foods. Um, I can't say that, you know, my husband didn't help on this one. I married a guy who has two foods, literally, I think two foods in the entire world that he won't eat broccoli and cauliflower. Otherwise, he's game for trying anything. See, and I think that's the most important thing is really to be open minded to trying new foods. And that's why we're talking about this. I think it's less about taste and comfort for food and more about the nutrition and balancing it. And we need to shift our minds. Yeah, it is. It is big. And I think that was one thing that was huge for me. Um, You know, just in the field you're in, I think you were into nutrition and health a little bit before I was also because, you know, I'll throw out that I'm the younger sister. So (laughs) you were into that nutrition and health a little bit before me. Um, But that was something that kind of changed my mindset about food and thought like, okay, you know, I have to just grow up and eat certain foods because they're good for me. And that's important to me. Um, so I do think that's like a, a a big, you know, looking for that why. I think a lot of people out there talk about what's your why in doing things. Well, you know, think about it in trying new foods too. You got to get some variety in there, force yourself to try them. Um, and, you know, just look deeper than, than the initial taste <laughs> that you get. Absolutely. And I think I'm always a big, like, I tell my kids this, you know, food is our fuel. Food can be our medicine. It can be our thing that helps us to grow stronger and healthier, or it could be the thing that hurts us. So yeah, keep, you know, definitely think differently about it and and try some new foods, force yourself to do it. And, and we're going to try to maybe give you some suggestions of things that we start eating as adults and ways that we ate them. And maybe we ate them just, you know, plain on their own. Maybe we snuck it into stuff, into casseroles or smoothies is always a sneaky way. So thinking about that, let me start us off with avocados. I don't think I even knew what an avocado was as a kid. Um, and now it's something that I can consume on practically a daily basis. So um, I think you can guess where I'm going to go with this. Like it's in my smoothies a lot. That's an easy way. But we also slice it and put it on our sandwiches. Our kids will eat chunks of it they have from the time they were babies. And still, if they see me take out the avocado to chop it, they're just, you know, they're clamoring to just have chunks of it. Um, I've used it to mix it in. Like if you're making like a tuna salad or a chicken salad or something like that as a mayo substitute. So that's the one I'm going to throw out there first, avocados. I know. I I would like to say that I think we started getting into avocados before avocado toast was a real trendy thing, oh, but but yep. I know a lot of people do that. I actually oddly have never had avocado toast, but I do put avocado on like my eggs now or like you said I've used it in an egg salad um which is kind of delicious if if you haven't tried that before, but um yeah, that was one in the beginning that I just did not like the texture of it. And so I started by putting it um, like with my taco meat. It was like a good kind of mix it, mix it in there. And I didn't really 
notice it. And then guacamole was the other thing, like chips and dip, anything, you know, we talk about it all the time with kids, like anything you can dip, <laughs> it tastes so much better. <laughs> and so I kind of eased in by going the guacamole route too. Um, but I put avocados in a whole lot of stuff, including which we've thrown out there before smoothies. So I'll throw another one in there with um, smoothies besides throwing an avocado in my smoothies. Um, I am not, which I think I've shared before, I am not a lover of nut butters or peanuts <laughs> or things like that. But the one that I've been able to kind of teach myself to eat is almond butter. And my biggest thing is putting almond butter in a smoothie. Like it doesn't change the taste much. I feel like it kind of adds a little bit of thickness to my smoothie. And I understand the nutritional value I'm getting in that. And I will switch up which kind of nut butters I put in there, but almond is like a common one that I really feel like I cannot taste. And I throw that in um, in my smoothies and that's an easy one. And actually our aunt has used um, almond butter, I believe in cookies as well as like a binder in cookies or like we've done it in like little energy balls before. Um, so that's a, a good one to sneak into some desserts as well. Absolutely. And I think any Here's like the harsh reality about nuts is like anything besides a peanut is actually healthier for you. So definitely exploring the nut butters. And I want to just throw that out, exploring nuts. I mean, I think the only nut I really knew about or ever ate um, as a child were peanuts. And, you know, there's, again, so much more nutritional value to be gained from all the other nuts that are out there. So um, I encourage that. And and in all ways, the snacking trail mix, I just, another way that I've done it is throwing it on salads. Just tonight, I threw pine nuts on my salads. And I mean, I didn't even know what a pine nut was until probably like a couple years ago. I definitely couldn't have identified it, had no idea what it tasted like. Just an easy thing to throw in. So um, again, just explore all the all the other nuts that are out there besides peanuts. Cashews. I'll throw out cashews too. I didn't learn about cashews. Yes. And I didn't learn about it until I had to start eating like dairy-free, gluten-free Cashews have like a real cheesy taste to them. So they're a great cheese substitute. Not that it's the full same cheese taste and everything, but it gives you a little bit of that cheese flavor. So that's one that I did definitely did not know existed as a kid, nor would I ever have tried it or been able to identify it as you're saying. And I think our cousin was the one that um, brought me to a place that does gluten-free, dairy-free foods, and they were all about cashews in all of their stuff. And I was like, oh, this is <laughs> this is pretty good. This is all right. I can I can handle this, um, you know, adding it into my diet. So that's that's a good one. Um, yeah. I know. How about I throw out how about I throw out Brussels sprouts? Let's add to the list of like, I don't think I could have identified these as a child, but I knew if someone said Brussels sprouts, you should make a face like they were disgusting. I did know that. Um, and now I do enjoy them. Certainly healthy for you. I think the first time I really had them and enjoyed them, uh, I was at a friend's house and doing like a dinner party and her husband made them and drizzled like balsamic, which I love balsamic vinegar, some kind of glaze thing he made on them. And I was like, these are the best thing ever. Um, and now I don't really eat them that often that way. But um, there's so many, um, you know, delicious seasonings you can add to Brussels sprouts, but I, I do just enjoy them. And we've gotten our kids to eat them. Um, so that's one again, that I would have turned my nose up at as a kid. Yeah, I definitely did. And then when I like saw them for the first time, and I thought those just look like something that should be in the ground or, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. They did not look appetizing to me, but I agree. And the other tip I've gotten, and I do not, I will fully admit like Brussels sprouts are one that now if I am offered them or they're part of a dish or if they're at like a buffet, I will eat them. 
but do I make them at home? No, I've made them a, a couple times. I made them sometimes, but not very often. But the one tip that I did get for Brussels sprouts is to like burn them almost, like char them a little bit um, in that, like, and the same thing, I got the same tip with the balsamic glaze. Um, and people seem to, that is, I feel like the common thing, the people that I was going to say people rave about it. I don't know who's raving about Brussels sprouts, <laughs> but the people who like Brussels sprouts, I feel like rave about that kind of charring them a little bit on the outside and that that really makes them taste good. So I'll throw that out there. I do think I've had them like that and liked them, but I have not been able to replicate it that well at home. But that's one that I've like, when I've made it at home, it's like one of those where I'm like, okay, just mentally, I know this is good for me. This is what I've set out to eat tonight. I'm going to eat it whether I like it or not. And I eat it. And um, so it's just one of those like, you know, grow up and be an adult and know it's healthy for me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it every day. No, but I'll, uh, I'll eat those Brussels sprouts <laughs> every once in a while. But um so another one that I'm going to throw out that I think you introduced me to that is another one I throw into smoothies. Really, that's like my my thing. If I like don't like something, I throw it into smoothies. But now I've learned to add it in other places is ground flaxseed. I mean, the number of health benefits from flaxseed is like crazy. Um, and it has that like nutty taste. So in the beginning when I tasted it, I was like, I'm, I'm out. Like I don't, I don't like this. I don't want in it. But you can toss it into a million meals. I've tossed it on a salad. I've actually tossed it into like macaroni dishes as well. Like when I was like, oh, I didn't eat this today. Like toss it on my macaroni into a smoothie, like I said. And that's like such an easy one. Grind that up. I know we've talked about it on prior episodes, how to, how to grind that up and, um, and sprinkle it on, on anything. And that's like a huge nutrition boost right there. Absolutely. So, I mean, this is probably like another whole topic for another time, but, um, just trying to fix the omega three to omega six ratio in your, in your diet. And that's, you know, getting more ground flaxseed helps two comments on the ground flaxseed too. In addition to that is one is just a reminder, like I store it in my freezer. Um, it lasts longer and it doesn't like stick together, it stays just as like a powder, so easy to use. And that's also um, for one of my children, we think there's an egg sensitivity. So we use ground flaxseed as an egg substitute. So um, I think like for one egg, we use, um, oh, now I'm going to forget, like it's, it's, there's a ratio and you just look it up of like how many tablespoons of flaxseed to water and you kind of let it sit for a little while and it gels and you can use it as an egg. So that's another um, thing that I would consider in there. Um, another food that I had eaten as a child, but ate very differently, I would call it a dessert, um, sweet potatoes. So, I mean, when I was a child, my grandmother <laughs> made them like more of like a baked yam and they were definitely, there must've been sugar on them, maybe brown sugar and there were marshmallows and it was delicious. And, um, now I eat sweet potatoes, but in a whole different way. I steam them, um, maybe a little bit of cinnamon on them, but not all of that extra sweetness. They're sweet on their own. Um, but I add it to my list that I'm it's I'm definitely trying this sometime soon is that you can make sweet potato toast. So apparently if you slice it really thin, and maybe other people out there have done this already, um, slice it really thin and cook it, you can use it as like a vehicle for other food, use it as toast to like spread things on as if it's like a slice of bread. Oh, so, we're our avocado um, toast people. <laughs> are our avocado <laughs> toast people going to put their avocados on their sweet potato? That's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah. So that's on my list to try. So well, that's it's coming soon to my 
you know, adult foods. I definitely use sweet potatoes a ton, but a new way to use them. Um, another thing that I use a lot of almond flour. So I use almond flour for my pancakes. I use, again, just like um, any kind of baking or cooking with it where I'd use flour, I tend to go to that. So it's not good for people with nut allergies, but um, for people with gluten allergies, it's obviously a better choice. And um, I feel like it just packs a little bit more nutritionally. So that's one I'll use in all kinds of things. Because I think I've mentioned before, am I perfectly gluten-free? No, but do I try to live as gluten-free as possible in my life um, for for my own health reasons? Yes. And so almond flour, and I will throw out gluten-free macaroni or pasta. Those were two that were like an easy switch for me. Um, I don't think that there's like a huge taste difference in regular flour versus almond flour. And if you do have a nut allergy, like there's other ones like oat flours and other flours that you can use besides traditional flour, because I I think you would agree with me, Andrea, like traditional flour often has a lot of other garbage in there. Um, But there's just other ones that are healthier out there that give you some other kind of nutrition boost. There's not a whole lot of nutrition boost in a regular, um, you know, general flour. Um, And so it's the same thing with those gluten-free pastas. There's, you know, chickpea pastas out there. And I do, and I know the chickpea ones, I will say, I do think there's like a, a taste difference in in my <laughs> mind for those. Um, we love but again, them. like, we love them. yeah, your family loves them. My kids don't. But what we do do is um, we like do a mix. So I almost never have like straight up one kind of macaroni when I'm making a meal. (laughs) It's a mixture. So I'll do some of those chickpeas. I'll do maybe some like brown rice macaroni, which, and it's the brown rice ones, um, are, that's like my one where I think that is like the easiest switch. Um, besides that, like you can't eat it cold because it gets like hard versus regular, maybe stays a little soft. It's like I said, with the almond flour is such an easy switch in my mind of getting a little bit more health in it. And like, losing minimal on the taste. But like I said, do that mix. Um, that's been like a big game changer for me. And that was another mental where like, or or you and I, when we would eat dinner together with the kids where you wanted to do like chickpea pastas or other ones. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I think there's like, <laughs> you know, red lentil. There's a whole bunch out there that are other gluten-free ones. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And so we eased in with the mixture and doing, you know, half and half or one third, two thirds or whatever it is. And that's been... I think an easy switch, an easy kind of transition over. So um, I, I will throw that out as like, work that in with your kids at a young age. You don't have to wait until adulthood to to force that one on yourselves. I think that's an easy, an easy, healthier choice to to mix in there. Absolutely. Now you mentioned chickpeas in there with the chickpea pasta, but um, chickpeas and hummus is certainly something that I did not know about um, or ever eat as a child. And now chickpeas are great to throw in a salad and we always have hummus in our fridge and we're big hummus people, veggies and hummus and using it as a dip. So um, that's one that I'm sorry I didn't get into sooner, but I'm psyched that I've introduced my kids to it um, at a young age. And I'm sure a lot of people have had hummus at an earlier age, but that's just one that I did not until I was an adult. <laughs> no, I didn't know what it was until, I, I think until I had kids. I, I didn't even know what hummus was. Um, and there's a lot of flavored hummuses out there. That's another one. Like you had mentioned sweet potatoes. I put cinnamon on them. Like I'm into like the seasonings and adding other flavors to things to get myself to eat them, even if it's just kind of like a gateway <laughs> into getting to like the pure thing. But uh, some of those seasonings, like they're not 
decreasing your nutritional value. And so it's fine to have, you know, a little flavor. Watch some of them get a little crazy. Um, but but that's been kind of, that was my like lead in for hummus was I think getting like a spicy one because um, I like spicy food and, and that was what got me hooked on it a little bit more. Um, another one that I just recently tried are quail eggs. So this, I had a patient who actually introduced me to them knowing that um, my daughter is sensitive to regular eggs and we avoid them. She has a similar sensitivity and found that she could tolerate um, quail eggs. So she'd gotten me, they're super tiny. They look crazy. The shells um, are really actually pretty neat looking. Um, a little bit more labor intensive because they're tiny in terms of peeling them. I've only so far hard boiled them. Um, but, and they do have a little bit of like a creamier yolk, like a little less dry. So that's another fun one. I mean, there's lots of different eggs out there, but um, quail eggs, again, were suggested as something that might um, trigger less sensitivities in someone. So that's good to know about. Wow. I didn't even know that. And I didn't know there was that much of a, like a texture difference in them. That might be a good one to try just because I know like the, when you get to the yolk sometimes with the hard boiled egg, it's like a little, a little dry. <laughs> um, but, um, I'm going to throw out one <laughs> that your husband actually. Um, and then he didn't even remember, I quote him on this all the time. And then he didn't even remember that he was like, he told me like, okay, grow up Marianne and, and eat it, um, is mushrooms. And I put it up there with like Brussels sprouts of like earthy foods that I was like, oh, I can't even. And I will tell you that I still often will be like no mushrooms in you know, something I'm ordering, but I think twice about it now and more often say yes to it. So am I like, again, am I going out and buying a mushroom and cooking it? No, I, I don't even know what to do with it. But will I now eat mushrooms in a dish? Yes. And it's like, I just remind myself that, and, and they're not, and I will admit in, in anything that I've ever had mushrooms in, like, I can't taste it. You know, I'm not just having a mushroom dish, like throw it into something, have it in a casserole, have it, you know, with macaroni or have it on a salad or whatever it is, you know, toss it in with, with other things. Um, but that's one that I say no to less often these days. Cause I'm like, you know what, be an adult, it's healthy. There are benefits to it, you know? I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. We do just saute it and toss it on top of different things just to get it in there. So that is that is a good one. I'm very proud of you. Um, another one that um, while we're crediting my husband, I'll credit him with this one because I, um, with some like dairy sensitivities as a kid, I just have always kind of avoided any milk. Um, but if there's things you need a milk, you know, milk product, I think there's so many options out there. Um, almond milk, I think... Um, coconut milk, oat milk, and the one that we love and have um, usually keep in our fridge if we can is flax milk. Again, just like packing a little more punch, you know, getting in those omega-3s and stuff. But I think there's a lot of options out there. I'd watch for anything that's sweetened. Um, I think that's one that they can take something that's like decently okay and make it worse for you. So watch that one. But um, I think there's a lot of non-dairy milk options out there. Yeah, there are. And they're... Um... I feel like try different ones, you know, don't just settle on one. Like I've tried oat milk and I find it to be like a little bit thinner than an almond milk. And so you might want different ones at different times or what you're using it for. Maybe like if you're putting it in a coffee, maybe you want one that's like a little thicker. So it's more like a creamer. So that's one I would definitely say. I mean, I think we've kind of said that with everything, like try, just keep trying, try different things, try seasonings, try toppings. Um, I, you know, I'll throw out there that like, when I was a kid, I didn't like broccoli, but our grandmother would put cheese all over the broccoli. <laughs> and so it got me into eating it. Now I'll eat just 
you know, steam a, a bowl of broccoli and I will eat it. And same thing with cauliflower. I got into cauliflower again. I said spicy stuff like throw on some buffalo sauce, toss it in some buffalo sauce and I'm in and you don't have to bread it or, you know, I think there's recipes out there. Again, things can go awry. So I'm not like breading my cauliflower. It's just straight up cauliflower tossed in some buffalo sauce. And like, you know, don't hesitate to season, to, um, you know, spice something up a little bit to kind of ease into trying it and and doing it. And it's like combining something you know you like, like I said, cheese or buffalo sauce with something that you're not sure that you like and get yourself to try those new things. I think that's great suggestions. And I, I hope that this has kind of made people think a little bit. I'm sure there's some people who now are laughing and thinking that we both just led sheltered lives. <laughs> we did. We I, definitely did. <laughs> but I think if everyone is honest as an adult, I'm sure that other people can come up with a list and maybe it looks completely different than this based on your experiences. Um, but I think think less about taste and more about the nutrition content. And I just encourage everybody to be open to new foods, share ideas with each other. If you have if you have a whole different list than this, you know, share those with the people around you so that they maybe experience some new foods and ways to prepare them. I think some of that we need to kind of, you know, share that knowledge so then you're less intimidated to do it. But just be open, be open to some change and and uh, trying new things. So as we say every week, Thank you for joining the Sister Tipsters podcast with your hosts, Andrea and Marianne. And as always, if you like what you hear, drop us a comment, a like, a positive review, or better yet, like we always say, share this podcast with two friends. And if you want to check in with us, share your thoughts, ideas, or like we said, those foods you've learned to love, or just, you know, maybe choke it down as an adult, send those over to us at sistertipsters at gmail.com. But at the very least, come back again next week to join us for another episode of the Sister Tipsters.